0: You're listening to podiatry marketing conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with tyson franklin and jim mcdonald
1: hi i'm tyson franklin and welcome to this week's episode of podiatry marketing with me as usual and every week is big jim mac how you doing today jim
0: tyson feeling good it's uh 2024 it's a new year i'm excited to see where things go uh, with our podcast uh, life. I'm going to be heading out to a bunch of conferences in 2024 so uh, excited to kind of reconnect with some of my uh, podiatry colleagues uh, in the US so
1: what time of the year do you get to go to the conferences
0: yeah so I'm going to be heading to the New York podiatry conference uh, in uh, early I guess it's in late January and then ACFAS which is the American College of Foot and Ankle Surgeons in February and then I, there's a meeting in North Carolina that I'm talking to some folks about maybe giving a talk at so yeah it's a uh, it's kind of the it seems like conferences mostly happen uh in the kind of late i guess january february time in the fall and then there's a few in, in the summertime like the big american podiatric medical association is usually in june or july so yeah that kind of happen all year long in the u.s but it kind of seems like the pockets are usually beginning of the year and near kind of the tail end of the year and the middle of the year is usually a bit more open except for apma
1: yeah because i heard somebody told me once that the, the big conference period was like september october was really big because they've got through the summer and and everyone's trying to get everything done before it starts getting too cold and people don't want to sort of go outside so much
0: yeah sometimes when like november hits right like that then like the holidays season is kind of on in a way mm. so you want to get it in that september october window for the fall like i said kind of after the holidays january february seems to be uh, kind of a busy time as well so yeah i'm excited to get out there and see what's happening it's been a little while um, i was supposed to give some talks uh, in person but then COVID hit so it'll be good to see some uh, some folks uh, that I went to school with and went to residency with uh, here pretty soon
1: yeah no I'm looking forward 2024 I've got big plans for 2024 and awesome and I'll be back over in the states in October I think I actually might be there for Halloween this year how about that so that should be fun up <laughs> I don't know I don't know a podiatrist, My girl's a podiatrist. <laughs> there you go there you go so what's the what's the topic for today
0: Yeah, so today we're going to jump into uh basically maximizing the visibility of your clinic so uh you know the role of images in google's local local search for podiatry oh good topic why we bring yeah yeah this really important topic because you know for a really long time uh, with any kind of uh, search engine optimization or you know trying to be found on google or other places uh, it was really text heavy you know it's all about kind of what are you writing on your website are you writing blogs is there enough you know high value content are people clicking on links but what's changing over time now is that uh, images are becoming much more popular and much more important for kind of google search algorithm and we'll get into some of the specifics of what that is on today's uh, podcast but you know today's my goal is to really kind of explain uh, to our podiatrists in the audience about you know what this is and then what are some practical ways uh, to kind of be aware that this is happening and kind of future-proof their, their website, some of their other Google properties to make sure they're being visible in their local areas.
1: Yeah, I've been saying this to people for a while now that you know, Google's always changing things. And if, you, if you're not keeping up to date or talking to someone about it, you can fall behind. So it's important to sort of try and stay up to date with the changes that Google are, are making. And I know towards the end of 2023, Google did a couple of changes that affected a lot of people's websites and anyone who just left their website as it is sort of were, were missing out. So they needed to talk to their website developer and unless your de- website developer was professional like yourself, then they weren't reaching out to the clients either and telling them that these changes had actually happened. So as I said, if your 14 year olds done your website, he may not be aware that Google made a few changes.
0: That's a good point. And it is one of those things we talked about in a previous podcast that kind of Google can be a bit of a moving target. Mm. If you're just kind of setting it, forgetting it, you're gonna, you're gonna run into some issues because Google's always kind of you know adapting to the changes that are going on. For example, you know, if, if you remember the the first kind of iteration of Google search was all these blue links and all text, right? So you yeah. type in podiatrist near me or podiatrist or foot and ankle pain. And it would just be a bunch of links, you know. Sometimes there are ads in there. Sometimes it's organic search results, but there are really, really no maps or no images in the search results. But Google has significantly increased the number uh, and uses of images in their search results over the past few years. So now, you know, if you see you do a search for a clinic, you're going to see a little image next to the text. Mm. You might have a map, or you might have a Google My Business profile with images. So you know, more space is now being devoted to images. They're becoming larger in size and you know really there's kind of some advanced image recognition that's taking on you know c- taking shape behind the scenes which makes images more relevant uh, to a searcher and you know, like we talked about in the past with some of our discussions on SEO Google has these kind of bots that, that kind of crawl the internet and for a long time it was very text based right they want to see keywords they want to see these words next to each other or these cluster of of words but now with AI and machine learning Google can kind of crawl websites and Some of the platforms where people can upload their images into and they can see they can say that you know there is a podiatrist treating a foot uh, of a 30 year old woman or there's a you know podiatrist treating a you know it can tell that that's what's happening in the photo right so those websites that have you know, footprints on the beach or, you know, feet, you know, bare feet on the end of a dock are in big trouble now because <laughs> they're not being seen as as professional or as authoritative as these more, you know, websites that, that show images that are authentic and real. So that's, that's the kind of first thing, these kind of increase the increasing importance of images and search results.
1: Yeah, my favorite photo is the foot that has the flower between the toes. <laughs> with, that is with, a good one with, good. with nature in the background you sort of go ah oh, yes It's kind okay. of a hippie foot it's kind yeah. of a hippie foot in, in regards to photos though on people's websites and you're saying that the little Google bots are going around looking at things if people are using uh, stock photos instead of their own images is Google punishing websites for using stock photos instead of actually taking their own photograph
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know if they're punishing them yet but I know that sometimes websites multiple websites will have the same image yeah it's kind of this duplicate content situation so it's too early to tell whether or not google is punishing them but it definitely you know for other reasons besides just these kind of google bots it's important to have these you know we talk about a lot these genuine authentic images of you treating your ideal patient so Mm. you know there's probably i don't i can't tell for sure not if they're being punished but I, i say now is a good time to consider you know getting a photographer and taking better images of you treating your ideal patient
1: yeah and we have mentioned that before that there's nothing better than seeing the real practitioner with a patient in their consultation room so when a patient does arrive at your clinic everything seems authentic not images of people who just <laughs> you know do not belong just do not belong to it
0: no exactly and i think that's really really important because we talked about google's kind of enhanced understanding these images is something that you know it's kind of a hidden thing. It's kind of a, you know, you you don't see it happening. Google's kind of a black box. So they're not gonna tell you necessarily that, you know, this image is being punished or that kind of thing. But, you know, like we talked about in a previous episode with the, the style guide, the colors, the images you have on your website, if there's consistency, some, that's something that Google can kind of measure behind the scenes and, and, and rank and score your, your website. So you just wanna make sure that you're aware that it can be a, you know, it plays a really critical role potentially and how your images are displayed across different Google properties. It's not only your website, but you know, sometimes it'll extract images and put them into the search results. It'll take images and put it on your Google business profile. You know, there's a lot of different places we'll put it on maps. So it's really important that the images you have are authentic and that, you know, like I said, Google sees them as being original and not duplicate.
1: Okay. So with the photos that you're talking about. Are you saying just having these on your website or also in your uh, Google business page?
0: No, that's a perfect example. And you want to have these kind of optimized images in other places as well because uh, these kind of important, uh, kind of high-quality, relevant images of local business can happen in other places, right? Maybe it's Google rev- on Google reviews or Google business profile. You'll have to upload them, right? So it's a matter of taking those steps. Uh, sometimes also Google business... Profile has these posts, so having good images on those posts is a way of telling Google that you know you're you're staying current and giving your uh, you know, patients you know consistent information. So you know you know podiatry clinics are encouraged to regularly update these images to ensure that they are you know covering the types of services and the type of care you provide. Uh, you just want to make sure they're relevant and updated. And like I said, this is a signal to Google that you're doing things. You're not just kind of letting setting it and forgetting it. Yeah. And that's not what Google wants. They want someone that's interacting with their properties. So, you know, these are really, really important things.
1: Yeah. And I've heard that before that Google wants to see websites and business profiles that they're actually still alive and kicking. They weren't set up five, seven years ago, dumped there, (laughs) and then everybody's just moved. So they don't know whether the business is um, still relevant to, to the needs of the people that are doing the search.
0: Yeah, when a, when a Google business profile has zero views, zero stars, zero images. And the only thing that is there is that Google Street View, like 360 uh, view of, you know, the parking lot in front of the, the podiatry clinic. Yeah, that's not a very good, strong signal to Google. And it's not a very strong signal to, you know, put, to your to your potential patients that are going to come looking for you. Because we've talked about in the past, these Google business profiles are really like almost like a second website for you. There's going to be some people that look at that Google business profile and already decide whether or not you are trustworthy and and relevant to to kind of be the one that wants to provide them, uh, that choose you to provide the care. So it's really important that these Google business profiles are kept updated, relevant with hours, you know, your, your, your address, your name, uh, all the services you provide on there are really, really important. And the photos uh, help build that trust.
1: Okay. So how do you optimize an image?
0: Yeah, so optimizing an image basically means that uh, you know, what kind of format is it like? You know, like is it uh, like you talked about? Uh, is it pixelated? Is it in a is it a PNG or JPEG that really is high quality? Like okay. you know, Is it uh, an, an, an empty clinic? You know, the right kind of file format, but also you know, what is the composition of the image? Is it you know, are you showing? Is it a stock image of somebody touching a foot, right? Or is it is it your face? You know, like I talked about, there's these bots that will crawl images now. And can really tell whether you're on a Google property or not, it's on your website, you know, if something is authentic or not, or is it duplicate? So you really want to strive for original, relevant photos.
1: And you said that it's looking for people in the photo. So if you have a, a photo of your reception area and it's bare compared to <laughs> you having someone behind the reception and maybe a patient there, or the podiatrist is standing there near the gate, having people actually in the photos itself are better than just a, a blank photo.
0: No, I definitely agree with that. And I think it's really, really important that if you're going to have a photo shoot number one you have you know a list of all the specific angles it's certain things you need to have done so it can be done in a really orderly fashion they don't have to be there all day with you they can be in and out or two or three hours potentially yeah but then you want to have whether it be family members friends you know men women children whoever you want to treat or whoever is kind of in your local area that would be willing to kind of sit in front of the camera while you're kind of giving them uh, you know, either some fake procedures or fake examinations, or you're doing an orthotic, you know, you want to have you doing those things uh, in these images. And, you know, like I said, Google can tell like there's a, there's an orthotic, you know, in that image with the foot and the doc, you know, a doctor wearing a white coat or something, or, you know, there's a person is wearing a surgical gown with a mask and something on their head. So if you want to do surgery, you know, kind of playing the part, it's not just, you know, for the building the trust with the, the patients or prospective patients, it can be a way of showing Google that you are that person without having to type in you know, a bunch of text uh, to say that you are a foot and ankle surgeon, for example.
1: So you were saying that Google itself can recognize people in the photos. So the podiatrist that owns a or the podiatrist that work there should actually be in those photos because then Google will actually match them up. No different to if I take a photo on my phone And it passes it over to Google Photos that all of a sudden it will recognize if you're, if I've had a number of photos with you or some other friends, I can just type in their name and straight away it knows who that person is. I haven't even told them who it is, but it knows, (laughs) it recognizes people.
0: It can be a little bit scary, right? Like this kind of machine learning that kind of, it can, you know, kind of put, this facial recognition, right, and you know w- whether it's in your Google Photos or your, your Apple Photos, you know, and you can, t- you know, you typed in, you maybe didn't type anything, and you said it was like my brother Doug in one photo, and then it has all of the photos of Doug forever, mm. and um, it can do other things, right? It's not just photos, of, you know, it's not just the faces of people in photos, but like you said. You know, is it a, an orthotic that's in the photo? Is it a, a, a you know someone wearing a surgical scrub mask uh, or you know wearing scrubs, wearing different things? So it's a it's it's kind of amazing what uh, Google can do now, and it's this kind of hidden layer of scanning photos and drawing information from them. Uh, and they're going to want to put those ones that are more relevant, that are showing those things, higher in the rankings because Google's all about providing relevant search results. Yeah. That's their number one goal is to like take what you say is a search term and show you what exactly you want to see. And it used to be it was only with text they could do that, but now they can do with images and they could probably do it with video as well. So the more, you know, relevant text, video and photos you have, the higher you're going to be ranking in the future with Google.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I did a talk a while back and when I did the when I did, I was doing like a webinar and I I showed a video. It's just a short snippet of a video within my whole webinar. So it was a video within a video, because of recording it. I put it on Facebook to do something. Next thing, I got a message from Facebook saying I'd breach Disney's uh, copyright laws, <laughs> and it was in a private group. That I'm thinking well, that was just amazing. That it was a small little snippet of a video, and it was the audio in that video that they picked up on. That that I so I had to actually take it down, edit that out, and then uh, redo it. So it's amazing what is happening in the background that we are totally unaware of. And people always ask, oh, but why is this business ranking better than me? I have more Google reviews. But they might have an article on Shockwave and there's a f- number of photos. of." So you're saying that Google would recognize what a Shockwave machine looks like because it's seen enough photos now of what a shock- Shockwave machine looks like.
0: No, exactly. And I, it's kind of like... A- I don't, I, I say it would be creepy or it's a little concerning sometimes. You know, you have these- I think it's fun. Facebook, <laughs> these Facebook, I mean, some of it is fun. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, but you know, when when Facebook wants to see the 20,000 photos I've taken of you know, during my lifetime, they can put together like a story of who I am, mm. like uh, what I like to do, uh, you know, where I, where I hang out at and to be able to serve me, you know, they're gonna get, you know, they can serve me advertising. They can serve me all kinds of things because they know me probably better than most people do because they have an intimate view into these things so i think it's important that you know with your own data too right make sure that you're aware when you're sharing all your photos with these services whether it be google facebook that there's gonna be certain insights that can be a little creepy at times when it comes to that stuff
1: well that makes sense because when we did the live reboot uh, in brisbane last year while we were there somebody had a, a an injection free needle for local anesthesia they need to volunteer so of course i didn't want to volunteer but everyone said tyson you have to do it since you're (laughs) hosting this event we did it some people took some photographs of that happening that must have been posted somewhere that night someone's posted those photos the next day i was getting advertising on my phone through through facebook of that particular equipment for sale oh wow that device (laughs) that night and i said to my wife look at this never seen this ad before in my life. And all of a sudden it popped up on my feed. So very quickly it's recognized that uh, s- service or that piece of equipment, me, and now it's gone, oh, you want to see more of this.
0: No, it's, it's, it's a hugely, you know, it's all about relevance, right? And, you know, the impact of images, you know, can help build, you know, trust in your, in your business's reputation. So they're going to keep, like I said, this is just the beginning. This is going to be something we see more and more as time goes on because these high quality relevant images You know, are going to be seen as more reputable or more relevant and really attract potential patients. So it is one of those things you have to, like I said, we're just kind of hitting the tip of the iceberg when it comes to that.
1: Yeah, and I think people, because when that actually happened, I told everyone the next day because this was a two-day event. This happened on the first day. And then I was telling them on the second day, look what turned up on my feed. And everyone's going, oh, I knew our phones listened to us. But it probably wasn't (laughs) them listening to us. It was an image was posted by somebody in the group because everyone was taking photos because I was having a big sook before getting it done. In the end it didn't hurt. I was very brave. But and I know the person who did it on me, Elan, listens to this podcast all the time. So he will probably be chuckling about this. But that's how it turned up on my feed the next day. Probably from the photograph. Most likely, yes. Amazing. So what's what's next? What what what's happening uh future wise with trends to in this area?
0: Yeah. So the next kind of the next kind of trend or the thing that's kind of moving the future besides is kind of the increasing amount of, you know, facial recognition and image recognition is that, um, you know, we all have smartphones in our pocket, right? Yep. And, you know, I, I live in a country where I don't speak, uh, or at least a province where I don't speak the main language. And I use uh, something called Google Lens. So with Google Lens, I can, you know, pull up my phone, use Google, kind of Google Translate with Google Lens. And if I have a French menu, I can, you know, hold my phone there and it'll turn everything into English for me. That's good. But what's going to happen over time is that we're gonna to continue to have increases amount of visual search, right? So I wanna take, um, I want this computer, I want this pair of shoes, take an image of it, and then you can basically do all your shopping or you can do everything with it. And a lot of kind of some things will happen now with kind of reverse image search. You have an image of something, you wanna find that thing. You know, my, you know you saw an image of it and you can kind of put that image into Google. You can actually do that this right now. So we're gonna see more and more this evolution of Google Lens, different types of visual search, like I said, not only is it going to be static images or translation of text, but you know, videos are going to be kind of the next frontier of you'll be searching for something, you'll find that, you know, YouTube's that that kind of big search engine now where we find video, but it's going to be even more refined as time goes on.
1: We've never spoken on this subject before, we've never even touched on this particular subject. So I'm finding this really, really interesting. And I think it's something that Everybody should be doing a little bit more reading about the yeah about this, or reaching out to you and I and talking about it if they want more information.
0: No, definitely, it definitely is. Uh, you know, for podiatrists, you know, these kind of insights about visual search kind of underscore the importance of you know you've got to kind of actively manage uh, your online profile, right? You got to be kind of constantly evolving it because you know this this kind of content associated with your practice, especially on platforms like Google, you know, these high quality images that accurately know represent their services you know your your facilities your staff can really have a huge impact you know not only now but in the future on the online visibility your reputation and how you're able to acquire patients in the future so you really want to stay on top of these things you know we're going to keep on putting out you know these podcasts to help you understand why it's important but then it's important to take that next step and you know take action on some of these things we're talking about so whether it be you know getting together a plan and having kind of a uh, you know, uh, someone along your side from a coaching perspective, like Tyson, or implementing some of these things on my side with podiatry growth, you know, we're here for you. So don't hesitate to reach out and, you know, set up a, you know, a call with us, you know, we're not going to There's no such thing as a hard sell between me and Tyson. We're going to just give you some information about what we do and how we can help if we're not the right people for you. Fantastic. But, you know, kind of taking that step in 2024, it's a new year. It's time to kind of take action on some of these things we've been talking about over the last 105, 106 episodes. So, you know, really excited to see where we can take this podcast, but also help our listeners kind of reach that next level.
1: Yeah. One thing I just want to touch on before we we finish up was you said when anybody gets a, or brings a new service into their, into their business, or they get a new piece of equipment, so if they've never had Shockwave and they buy a Shockwave machine, is making sure that they get some professional photos taken with the team members, using that equipment, and then getting that on the website as soon as they can. And every aspect or every service that they offer, they need to get photographs of that so that when Google's doing all got the Google bots out there doing all the searching, they will actually recognize and find those images and then possibly send more patients your way
0: no exactly the more you can have high quality text, high quality images and high quality video of all the care that you provide you know i think our generation is pretty used to reading a lot and looking at images but the next generation is going to be different right and the younger generation right now they're on their phones they're watching oh. instagram reels and TikTok and different things and it sounds silly uh, to us because I- i'm kind of I, you know, I'm 46 years old, I'm kind of entering into the, the older generation in the a way, podiatrists. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to kind of stay on top of these things. So you're right, like it is something where you have that high quality text, high quality images, high quality video of all the care you provide. And then you'll be that kind of go to expert for whoever's looking for that type of care.
1: No, I think this has been an absolutely fantastic topic. I've really enjoyed this. And and what you said then too about generations changing, I think you've just got to you got to put a little bit of time aside and a little bit of effort to stay in touch with what's happening. You you can't just think oh well yeah I'm now too old to learn this. No, I just think you just got to stay in touch. It's no different to your podiatry skills. If you've been doing podiatry twenty years, it doesn't mean you're too old now to keep learning. You, you're probably you're, you're always going to die. in. So it's just I think it's wanting to actually learn, and that's why I think this podcast is great. It's because we're we're bringing new information to to the podiatrist that hopefully they will be applying to their business
0: yeah it's exciting uh, that's why i love doing the podcast every week with you tyson is just uh you know, kind of getting out that information so so, pod, so podiatrists and you know practice management um folks can really you know the, the practice managers can really implement some of these things their practice to really future proof their practice but also help it grow uh, well into the future
1: okay so have you got anything else to wrap up on or you're done jim
0: No, I think that's good. I think it just, you know, like I said, if if people have questions or any comments about today's episode, definitely reach out to Tyson and myself.
1: Yeah, and what I usually say to some people, if you felt you listened to this episode and you didn't get anything, you need to go and give yourself an uppercut, take two Panadol, have a lie (laughs) down, get back up and listen to it again, because there was, I think a lot of information this particular episode that will change the way that you're gonna start using your websites, using Google business in so, so many ways. So thank you, Jim.
0: My pleasure,
1: Tyson. Okay, talk to you next week. All right. Okay, see you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald.
0: Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.